hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am on your host, Jay Christie. Joined as always by my good friend. He's decked out in Dodger regalia tonight, Andre Brera. Andre, how you doing? Uh, we just lost to the fucking Marlins, so not great. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least you're gonna make the playoffs. I mean, I, I, some, some fan bases can't say that. At least we don't have a scumbag pitcher who, uh, you know, can't get out of committing DV. So. Oh, I'm getting news. Uh, oh, I got some bad news for you, Andre. Oh, God. Anyways, yeah, I'm good. Man. Yeah, uh, I'm good as well. Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, you know, um, excited to talk about this episode. We're talking Tuesday the 17th. Um, it is a Tuesday. It's not the 17th when we're recording this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a Friday 13th parody. I've actually never seen a Friday the 13th movie. That's a franchise I've not gotten to. I need to. Um I did uh, a couple like last year. I did. Uh-huh. I did a couple Halloweens. Did the first three Freddies. I actually watched the first two Saws last night. I'm trying to get, but the problem is some of them are like I'm a completionist, and like if people are like, "Well, seven's really good, but four, five, and six suck," I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to skip to seven. I'm a completionist." <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Okay. I think I've watched. I've watched Friday the Thirteenth one, and I thought it was so fucking boring. Um, yeah. I, saw, I don't, and I don't think I watched any of the other ones until like t- Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, and but I watched that way later on in life. So I think mm-hmm. I watched Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, and then I think the next one I watched was Freddy versus Jason. From what I understand from people who are in the know, I have been told the the general consensus seems to be that Friday the Thirteenth is low key like the one that actually watching the movies is the least enjoyable. Like that as like a as a horror icon, Jason's cool, but like people say like there's one or two good movies total in it. Whereas like, I think most people who are fans of, like Halloween are like, Oh, this one's pretty good. You know, I think there are at least, I know for a fact there are at least two good Halloween movies. Cause I've watched two of them. Um, and then like, same with, uh, Freddy. Um, cause like two is bad, but three is really good. So like, you know, um, whereas I don't know anyone who goes to bat for any of the later ho- uh, Friday 13th sequels. Uh, I've heard people say that Jason X isn't bad. Fair. I get you know what that's true. I I've heard that too. I've heard it's like can't be bad, but like uh, I mean sorry, can't be good. Um, but yeah, I know you you actually just recently watched Halloween three for the first time, right? Correct. That movie rips. I love that movie. That movie <laughs> fucking rips. I the the biggest mistake they made because for those who don't know, Halloween three comes after Halloween one and Halloween two, which both have Michael Myers in them. Now the original intention when they would come up with Halloween, when they named the movie Halloween was maybe if it did well, that there would be a anthology series about different scary things happening on Halloween. But the original one was so successful and Michael Myers was such a hit as a character. They made Halloween two also about Michael Myers. Now the thing about an anthology series is you can't decide to make an anthology series with number three. You have to decide on number two. So Halloween three was despised because Michael Myers never shows up. Um, but I think Halloween three, is, sorry, yeah, Halloween three, sorry. Yes. Halloween three. I think it rips Uh quick diversion though. I mean, wow. Right. Yeah. No, it was like low. It was kind of brutal. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, obviously not as like this. It's not as like well-made or viscerally, you know, it's not like a, as good of a movie, quote unquote, as the original, but wow. It's original. I'll say that. I mean, as someone, I, I, one of my, I feel like this is, I feel like a lot of people think they're being unique who will say like you know what supernatural stuff doesn't really scare me I, i'm scared of like a serial killer because those could be real right that's a take that i think a lot of people have mm-hmm. i am the exact opposite S- okay. serial killer stuff does not scare me that much like michael myers the thing about michael myers even though he's very obviously intimidating or whatever if i'm like if i can kill it with a gun like i'm not that worried about it like the devil i don't even believe in the devil. but if the devil came after me like what the fuck am i supposed to do about that you know yeah you kind of just which is why Halloween 3 is awesome, because it's about, for those who don't know, it is about, like, wi- druids who make microchips out of pieces of Stonehenge and put them in masks in order to do a druid ritual with children across the country through the TV. Is basically what it yes. is. Yeah. yeah. God, that's awesome. We need to bring Kirkland no, back, man. <laughs> <laughs> who directed that movie? It, it was uh, Tommy movie. Lee Wallace, who was, um, one of, he was, like, uh, he was like a part of the Halloween team. Like he just, you know, um, yeah. Was he the guy who did, uh, that, uh, fright night? Was he that guy? No, did he do? Uh, no, 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 no. That's the, diff- that's Tom Holland. I think. Yes, you're right. Yes. Okay. Never I've mind. seen, I've seen the remake of fright night. I've never seen the original. The remake's really good. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. Uh, Anton Yelkin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
this this podcast is uh, severely anti the Chrysler Jeep Corporation on behalf of Anton. Um, uh, yeah, that took me a second. Um, so anyway, we start off at Camp Tikihama. I, I never went to a sleepaway camp because my mother was too neurotic. I don't know about you. No, same. I don't even know if that many exist. No, there must be some that exist, but I certainly didn't yeah. go on one. There weren't that many in the South after I moved to Florida um, just because, like, it's more of since it just costs so much money, it's more of a thing like in the Northeast. Um, yeah, but he, he's Sean and Gus are getting picked up from camp, but there's a, a slight rift between uh, Sean and Gus. Yeah, apparently there was a pinata. Like one of the arts and crafts uh, activities was to make a pinata with mm-hmm. uh, with a t- teammate. And mm-hmm. Gus, I guess maybe they've gone to this camp before because he knew Sean yeah. sucks at crafts, so he wanted to win. So he teamed up with mm-hmm. Jason Cunningham, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is no Sean Cunningham is the creator of Friday the Thirteenth. So I think there's just a, and the name yeah. Jason is the killer in it. So I think there's of a course. bunch of nods. Yeah, there are uh, probably a ton of references I'm not getting because once again I haven't seen these films. Um, yeah, uh, um, I, I will at some point. I just need to like well, I, with a franchise. I just need to like put my head down. You know what I mean? I don't know about you, but if I'm gonna watch a franchise, I'm gonna like knock them all out in like a week at most. That's how I, I have think, to do it. I, I don't think I've done anything like that. Honestly, I did. I did. A couple summers, sorry, the last summer, I did every single James Bond movie in two weeks. Just, oh God. I no, did like I two a night during the weekdays and like three a day because I just can't help myself. I'm, I, I'm, some might say that uh, I have uh, ADHD induced fixations, and I would say that that is an accurate statement about me. <laughs> What's the first one? The Magic first James Bond movie? Yeah. No, the first one is Dr. No, then From Russia with Love. Iron Majesty's Secret Service is actually like the sixth. It's the first one without Connery. It's the one with George Lazenby, and I low-key think it's the best one before Craig, but don't tell anyone I said that. I think wow. the Craig movies are just much better because they take themselves seriously, but Honor's Majesty's Secret Service was really maligned because it was the one that Connery didn't do, and then he came back again after that, and it's uh, mm-hmm. better than any of the Connery ones. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it. It's uh, one of the few. It's like the only old one that really takes the character seriously as a person. Anyway, um... So yeah, Jason Cunningham teamed up with Gus, and they have a handshake and everything. They made a, a pineapple pinata, uh, and Sean gets asked by Gus when they get in the car, "Where's your clown pinata?" Yeah, and Sean doesn't really want to talk about it, but we see where it is. It's in the middle of the lake, which I don't think now, it's I will a name. S- what does it get? A, does it get a name? The lake? I think it's Lake Tikiyama. Okay, gotcha. Right. Now I will say the thing about this episode that immediately jumped out to me is that like it is. Far and away the most cinematic episode, direction-wise. It just looks so much different than the average like episode. Um, I don't know if you, you picked up on that. but Oh, absolutely. They, they mess around with like film grain, like all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Um, and it's all handheld. For, I mean, not all of it, but a lot of it's way more is handheld. Um, yeah. This yeah. Was, I think this is the first episode that James Rodney Rodriguez directed. Um, yeah, he's actually very capable. To, I mean, he directs a lot of the best episodes, honestly. I would, I would say that of the top like 10 best episodes, he probably directs five of them. Um, because yeah, he's just yeah. really, I mean, he actually ended up directing a movie that I never saw because it was one of those movies that's like a movie in terms of it has an IMDb page, but it was shown in like one theater in Round Rock, Texas, you know? Um, gotcha. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, 20 years later, a woman named Annie is watching Friday the 13th part three. I didn't know that off the top of my head. That's just what Amazon told me. And, uh, she hears something. She grabs a bat. Yeah, she grabs a bat. Um, and she, you know, goes throughout the her place and investigates um and she kind of sees something like outside well first of all the window's open the window you know the wind is like blowing everything in mm-hmm. giving it a very creepy atmosphere so she looks outside and she sees i don't know it looks like a doll or something i don't know mm-hmm. it's outside and it's kind of staring at her but it's not a real person so she mm-hmm. goes on she goes over to the kettle where she has it on um apparently she needs to make a cup of tea which like a total psychopath completely drinks it like right after pouring the hot water yeah. in there. I don't know if that's what people do. I thought no. you have to like let it steep for a bit. Yeah, you let it steep, you let it cool down. It, I did notice that too. Uh-huh. Yeah, insane. Um, so yeah, um, she gets, you know, everything's a little freaky. Um, and the phone rings giving us a little bit of a, ju- giving her a little bit of a mm-hmm. jump scare. So she answers the phone and basically lays down that she should be good for tomorrow, but tonight she's, you know, she's recovering from some sort of sickness. So that's why she's yeah. having a tea. And so she ends up uh, opening up the fridge and uh, she sees a sign that looks like it's written in blood that says, I see you. And then a uh, she backs up and it falls right into the arms of a masked intruder uh, and she gets grabbed. And then we see the title card, Tuesday the 17th. 
Um, yep. Let me go to the theme song, and then we yeah, get a very important. We get a very important discussion. Sean and Gus are discussing whether or not you can add lettuce to a burrito. What's your opinion on this? I don't think so. And I don't I think, think so it's either. Just, I think it's just it gets because it's like you know, in a taco, it's fine. It's like open, so it doesn't mm-hmm. get like super wilted and like exactly. whatever. But um, when you close it up in a burrito, it just eh, it doesn't do it for me. I 100% agree. Sean makes the point that the burrito has not assimilated. It's the Raleigh Fingers in Mexican cuisine, um, which no. I'm not really quite sure what that means. But Yeah, I don't get it either. But also, the only thing I'll say about that is that typically most Mexican people in Mexico don't eat burritos. Like yeah. It's not a thing that you eat. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not really something that they make, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. like I don't think I've ever had a burrito in Mexico, as a matter of fact. Um, so yeah, it's it's actually, I would say it's more assimilated than a taco. So Yeah, that's fair. Um, you Are you a fan of California burritos? No, not at all. Not really. I've never had one. Too much going uh, on. Yeah. So anyway, uh, on the psych office is hanging a shrunken version of the pinata that Sean made, which is, we learn it's supposed to be of Rick Astley, um, which is very funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who is there hanging it? Yeah. Uh, they're old, or sorry, Gus's old pal, Jason Cunningham's there. Um, you know, his former tag team partner for uh, the craft uh, mm-hmm. event of making the pinata. So obviously we know how this is going to go. Sean's not going to be super happy. He's super pouty, whatever. And, you know, he basically, uh, sorry, Jason mentions in passing that he, they, they found the pinata because they had just dredged the lake and it resurfaced. We saw that it was down there and they kind of asked like, why did, why was the lake dredged? And he, he says that he bought the camp and he's reopening it. And the fact that it only costs $20,000 is nice. Yeah. And so he mentions that Annie is missing and that they need to find her before the camp opens. And Sean is like, you should go to the cops, which is reasonable. But he does the whole classic thing of like, you can't go to the cops. You know, we can't have the bad press. Um, All the worst decisions in any like movie history are all made by someone wanting to avoid going to the cops for bad press. Um, It's never ended well for someone who makes that decision. Uh, Obviously, this is not what's going on here technically, but still. and yeah. Gus ends up encouraging Sean to do it, do it for the children, um, mm-hmm. which is a little out of character, but then obviously makes sense later. Uh, and then we see Lassie in the chief's office. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing a little bit of redecorating um, mm-hmm. with some flowers. Um, he, he doesn't have just one uh, bouquet of flowers. He's got four. And, you know, Vic's wondering, like, you know, what's with all the flowers? Uh, we get like a nice little, I don't know non i don't even know how you i don't even know how to say it but the joke he makes about the woman who he thought was a woman but it's actually a yeah man. yeah not great <laughs> anyways um and so basically he's what's going on the reason why he's in such a chipper mood is that he has a date tonight a very special one mm-hmm. and it's with his ex-wife mm-hmm. they're going to gerard's which apparently is a fancy restaurant even though it was a greasy spoon when they first met there and um, he's really excited. He's, you know, chipper. And, of course, uh, Vic warns him about putting up, pulling all his eggs in one basket. But he's like, no, 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 no. Is it too early to bring up kids? So, clearly, he is. he has one idea of how this is going to go. Yeah. And, yeah, like, uh, you know, Vic kind of just warns him, like, hey, just be aware. Of what, yeah. what so, you know, I mean, he's, he's walking in. Uh, it's definitely not going to end the way he wants it to end. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. We know this. Mm-hmm. So then Sean and Gus, they make their way over to Camp Tikihama. And, you know, they're kind of talking about or Sean is basically still upset about what happened 20 years ago. But, uh, you know, in the midst of this discussion, they almost run over this guy on a bike um, mm-hmm. and he gives the classic line. You're all doomed, which I believe is what happened in Friday the 13th. Yeah. One of them. One of them. Yeah. I don't remember which one, but there's some crazy ass dude. Similar to this guy. Mm-hmm. And so Sean wants to turn around, but Gus is like, no, that was just him joking, you know. So Gus is clearly wants to keep going. And so they get into the camp, and we meet the people there. Uh, we have uh, Clive, who's painting the sign, who makes a joke Foggy. about what's eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, Foggy Nelson. We got Billy, who uh, is in charge of body sculpting. And then we get the classic Gus seeing uh, attractive woman shot um, when he, we meet Sissy. And what does he say when he sees her? Uh, he says, uh, my name is Gus, but you can call me Slicks. 
Oh, well, that too. But he, he does the thing where he goes, Oh, sorry. Hello. Right. Hello. <laughs> I think the first time I did it, you were like, he doesn't do that. And now I feel like he's done it like 10 times. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this time it made me laugh. Uh, and so. <laughs> but Slicks is, a, Slicks, Slicks is a good name. Uh, so at this point, Jason comes out of the cabin and he is wearing like a vest. He's wearing two left nurse's shoes. Uh, and he's Which carrying are just Crocs, I think. but they're just Crocs. But yeah, I feel like at this point they were still mostly known as nurse's shoes. Yeah. Um, and he is carrying like a doll and he's just completely weird. He calls them Bert and Shane. He put on some biscuits. Um, he's just, he's, he's, uh, acting very differently. Yeah. Overnight, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go into like the main house, I guess. Oh no, mm-hmm. sorry. They go into where Annie was staying and they mm-hmm. kind of check out what mm-hmm. what's going on and i think the only thing that we really notice is that there is like a like a broken piece of glass like a shard of glass mm-hmm. on the yes. floor um mm-hmm. they open up the fridge there's a pineapple in there so we got mm-hmm. two pineapples this one mm-hmm. um and then sissy joins the crew now i do love that she does call him slicks that's very funny to me yeah. <laughs> that it works yeah, 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 yeah. yeah i do i do uh, and so they clearly were, they were like, okay, she was sick. So clearly she didn't, you know, go for a hike. So they end up, um, you know, talking about what's going on. Sli- uh, Sissy asks Slicks if they actually went there when they were kids. And Gus says, I, I just remember the way he says the line. What is it? Like, uh, something, something, make some lanyards, catch a fish. <laughs> and then he does yeah. thing where he pokes his nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, there is a dark side of what happened when they were there. Uh, a tragic story that is why they stopped going. Correct. Uh, it's because some guy got electrocuted in the pool. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so a repairman yeah. got electrocuted in the swimming pool. Yeah. And so they kind of don't take it as seriously as they probably should. Yes. And um, surely that won't come back to bite them no. in the ass. And at this point, Sean actually notices that the pool is not even filled. But they also notice that the laundry shack, someone's clearly doing some laundry, which is out of the ordinary because you're not supposed to use the dryer. Uh, the, the generator can't handle it. Correct. So they make go their way over to the laundry shack. Um, and yeah, the dryer is running and there is a like garden uh, claw. I don't know what you call those things. Um, uh, something like that. It's the thing you'd use to like dig up plants. Like a yeah. mini hoe, honestly, is what it probably is called. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's on top don't, of the machine. Don't. Yeah, I'm not. Um, Gus opens the dryer. You know, he's mm-hmm. miraculously very c- courageous mm-hmm. in this episode. See, in hindsight, it all makes sense, but you don't notice it. I, I, I feel like I guarantee you probably didn't notice it. I mean, no, I, did, I did, I did, I did. I but you're like, like that's weird. But did yeah. you think that he was in on it, or did you think he no. was just writing? No, no. I just thought mm-hmm. he was, yeah, trying to impress the girl. Yeah. Um, so he opens the dryer and out come. Uh, right away some uh, bloody clothes in there mm-hmm. which i'm like okay did they just put it in the dryer and not in the washer what's going on here um so yeah essentially you know that scene ends we go back to it and mm-hmm. sissy tells him that those are annie's pajamas mm-hmm. and they wonder like who could have done this you know obviously mm-hmm. they trust whoever's on site so they mm-hmm. suspect that it might be crazy old Irwin. um and jason's like he wouldn't hurt a fly and then he just says he's going to make some tea, um, which, you know, is a great stress reducer. Like, Gus is right there. Um, mm-hmm. And so they decide that they're going to split up and go looking for uh, whoever did this or even Annie. And um, so Billy and uh, Clive and then um, Gus and Sissy. Uh, and Clive, Billy says something like, you know, we'll meet back at five. Let's twist this. And um, Sean wants to stay behind. So Gus goes with, uh, goes with Sissy. And... Um, you know, they then cut to Gus and Sissy in the pointer in the forest where they're being watched by eyes. You know, you can see the point of view shot from the guy with the mask. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically before this, Sean tells Gus, like, you know, he wants to avoid all making all the typical slasher movie mistakes. Yes. Um, which, yeah, they immediately do that. And so, like you said, someone's watching them in the, in the woods. But, you know, lucky for Sissy fearless gusters on the case yeah and he then proceeds to get scared by the sound of a bird <laughs> it's just it's just a perfect setup punchline just they call yeah. me fearless guster immediate <laughs> um and then we cut to billy who's walking around and he ends up falling into one of those like grass traps where you know he, he, and then uh we see someone approach with an axe so he's in a he's in a bad way yes um he's not gonna do so well yeah we then go to lassie showing up at the at gerard's 
mm-hmm. um, with the flowers in hand, and you know he's greeted by the maitre d. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel fucking stupid now. Like I don't ever want to say hostess now. Is that mm-hmm. like super pretentious that now I just want to say maitre d? I mean, it depends. Like, like if, if you're like talking about like an app, if, yeah, if you're not like yeah, I was gonna say like an Apex Steakhouse, like yes, it's pretentious. At Gerard's, he they he, he that guy is a maitre d. I think that that's fair to say. Okay, well he gets there at uh, five twenty. Uh, unfortunately for him, the reservation's at seven. So I just love the line: "Parking wasn't the rattlesnake I anticipated." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like parking in Santa Barbara. I mean, it could be very bad. I, I mean, yeah, but that also is like such a lasser thing of like you know. I mean, that's, that feels like something my dad would do too. Like we got to be there. You don't know how bad parking is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I definitely say that a lot here because yes, is but so you guys keep in mind my father is my father currently lives in uh, Southwest Florida, so it's not like uh, I mean there are obviously some Correct. places that are difficult to park, like if you go to like downtown Sarasota or something like that. But like other than that, yeah, yeah you're not going to find you're not going to have trouble parking anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so he volunteers to just stand there for a couple of hours, and the maitre mm-hmm. d' reminds him that all well, the bar is open, so you can go grab a drink, you know, uh, get mm-hmm. your liquid courage in. And he's greeted there by a familiar face. His mm-hmm. ex-wife, Victoria, is already there having mm-hmm. a drink because she's nervous as well. And see, the, the important thing about this episode is that its two biggest guest stars are both uh, less famous uh, siblings of more famous people. Um, a little... Who's the other one? Jason is played by Mackenzie Aston, who is Sean Aston's younger half brother. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe the thing is, they look almost nothing alike because Sean Aston, I believe he didn't know that his real father wasn't the guy who raised him until he was like ad- almost an adult because his Correct. mother remarried. Yeah. Yeah. But the Mackenzie Aston is, I think, the full blood kid of those of his mom and uh, the, the Aston. And that guy. Which, you know, they look nothing alike for that reason. But yeah. And then, yeah. So anyway, Justine Bateman. Uh, who's now a full-time uh, tweeter about AI. Um, is she? Not really, but she just tweets a lot. She's like actually been very helpful in the strike about the way that, you know, because she's, she's retired from acting and now is, you know, very involved with the labor. But I don't want to be literal that, but it is funny that I see. I, I hadn't seen anything from her in forever, but now she's all over Twitter because of uh, strike stuff. Um, but good gotcha. for her. Uh-huh. Um, and so... Uh, Jules comes in. She must have, you know, called by Sean and comes to the laundry room. And uh, where is Sean uh, currently at? He's in the closet. Um, he's trapped. I wouldn't say he's trapped in the closet. No, he's, he's in there. He's in there. And, you know, he comes out and Jules asks him, like, what's the deal? And he basically says that the psychic headlights can sometimes be a little too bright. So mm-hmm. darkness is needed to, um, mm-hmm. you know, recalib- recalibrate, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so I always love the closets are good, coffins are great. Uh, but he, uh, we then see them leave the, the laundry place, and uh, Gus and Sissy meet back up with Clive, who meets up with Sean and Juliet, and they ask where Billy is. Uh, well, first Clive says that he stumbled upon Urban's living quarters, and he means that loosely, and then he tries to flirt with Juliet, who shuts him down. Um, and so you mm-hmm. get fucking you foggy Nelson ass. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason, he just says an after I want to punch in the face. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. He also has, like, one of those names that like, you can tell he was raised by artsy people, and I resent the shit out of that. Like, Eldon Henson. Hansen? Like, get the fuck out of here. Eldon, come on. <laughs> some of the, there's something about people with names like that where I'm just like, you grew up in the West Village, and I hate you. Um, did he really? Like, Ansel Elgort. I don't know if he did, but, like, that, it's an Ansel Elgort type name. I'm just like, that's okay, not a Okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah, Hansel Or, like, e- or sure. like, Ebon Moss Backrock. Like, have a regular person name. Come on. Is it Ebon um, or Evan? It's Evan. I guess, well, I never heard it said out loud, so. <laughs> I think it's Evan. And also, other stuff, Eldon Henson, well, one, his real name wasn't even, uh, oh, wait, never mind. His, uh, he, his, he was not born with the last name Henson, but that was a marriage thing. It wasn't a um, uh, stage name thing. But his middle name is Ryan. So, come on, what the fuck are we doing, man? Well, happy belated birthday to him. Yeah, happy belated birthday to him. Uh, anyway, so... He says six. Billy said six sharp. Truly, this is a line I think about all the time. Oh, he said six sharp, and then Clive says, and then he said, "Let's twist this." <laughs> yeah, that that bit. Um, also, who and, says let's twist this? I mean, he, he mean? Billy does. I let's, know, but like, what does that let's, even like, mean? Like, let's do this. Like, let's twist this. That's weak. Um, and so Jules is like, "We got to get inside," you know, um, and see because she's obviously being responsible, uh, mm-hmm. and. They're, the, the other counselors are kind of like, what the hell? You know, we really don't know Jason. I can't believe he talked me into this. And then Sissy starts to say, uh, you know, Jason wasn't completely honest about what this is. 
but who enters the room just at that point? Yeah, Jason comes in. Um, he's upset that basically, since he was about to spill the beans on whatever is mm-hmm. going on, um, and calls calls Sean Judas for involving police. Yes, because Sean says when he asks who Juliet is, like, she's one of Santa Barbara's finest, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> Yeah, I did like that. She gets, she, she gets like. You know, I, I, for, the reason that joke works to me is that she doesn't get upset about it. She's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, she's like, yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, he calls it Judas. And it's like, no cops. You ruined everything. I can't open the camp now. Um, and uh, yeah, then he calls Sean Yago, uh, to which Sean says, what does the parent of Milan have to do with this? Yeah, um, which that got a laugh for me. It's, like, it's um, a good line. Yeah. And so then Sean basically volunteers him and Gus to go get Jason after he storms outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, Gus, why doesn't go? Yeah. Gus puts the kibosh, mm-hmm. kibosh on it because you know that brothers don't fare well in slashes. I just love this discussion about El Cuadro uh-huh. made it through all, all of Deep Blue Sea. That was Shark Sean, and Sam Jackson still got his ass swallowed whole. That <laughs> is like true. the quintessential psych exchange for me of brothers don't make it through horror movies. Then Deep Blue Sea, that was Sharks, and Sam Jackson still got his ass swallowed whole. He makes a good point. Like, it's it's really, it's, horror movies are very racist, obviously. Um, yeah. Generally speaking. Uh, and so, Sean says he's got to do it. Not you know, not just because Gus won't, but because when he when uh, Juliet first showed up, he was hiding in the closet, so it's the least he could do. And he'll be back right. in four minutes, um, and if they're a little concerned, come after two. And if anything's even slightly amiss after 45 seconds, um, yeah. So, uh, Sean ends up going, looking out for Jason, and he hears that the laundry machine is on again, uh, and who does he find in the laundry cabin? Well, he sees... What appears to be Annie mm-hmm. uh, sitting with his with her back to the door, so mm-hmm. he calls her name. Obviously, she doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. And when he finally, like you know, goes up to see, you know, how she's doing, mm-hmm. um, her head tilts back, revealing like ligature marks on her mm-hmm. neck. So clearly, she's dead. And not only that, but the killer is also there mm-hmm. and elicits uh, a fellow really crazy scream from sean yes and which once again at the time seems like why is he screaming like that but of course you know later yeah he realizes something's amiss um yeah. and so he ends up running from the killer and he's seeing some visions of things i didn't write down what they were because he eventually says them out loud uh and then cool. he is tripping and jules is pointing the biscuit at jason which in hindsight when you know what this is it's like oh shit he almost died for a prank um, correct it's a prank and, bro uh, it's a prank. yes it's just a prank man <laughs> those prank they were so bad the youtube prank videos i remember i used to watch back in the you know obviously like the gigantic youtuber you might not actually because who knows who knows who youtubers are but i remember early on when i was early in college my friend showed me really early h3 h3 videos where they would make fun of prank videos and i just there were some of the where it was just like white kids going to the hood and stepping on people's jordans and it's like here's the prank bro and then they'd be like and, like, the comments would all be like, these are freaking, you know, vicious animals beating these kids up. And it's like, bro, you went to a neighborhood you don't live in and you destroyed someone else's property. <laughs> you're, you're instigating. Like, come it's, on. It's, it really is. You want to see the most racist people in the world, go to the comment section of any prank video. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Not that you'd want to do that, but if you also inclined. <laughs> if, you, if, you like, if you like me, sometimes like staring into the sun. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, he Sean tells Julie, don't shoot. This isn't Friday the 13th. It's April Fool's Day. And he reveals that the killer's big knife is actually retractable. And under the mask is Jason. And not only that, Billy and Annie are A-OK. They're, they, you know. Um, and yeah, so the ruse is up. Correct. And, uh, you know, uh, basically what it is is Jason was going to reopen the camp. Um, not for kids though. It was going to mm-hmm. be like a murder reenactment camp. Mm-hmm. It was going to be like a whodunit mystery, like an mm-hmm. all in like an interactive, like you know, whodunit yeah. mystery. Honestly, not a bad idea. But like, no, not that bad idea. No, not a bad idea at all. Um, and you know, Sean gives Gus some credit for helping him kind of mm-hmm. solve it with the whole blood yeah. situation. And mm-hmm. that's basically when Sean gets the realization, or maybe not then, but he realizes that Gus was in on it too. And yes. Well, because the big thing is you mentioned that you know the the uh clothes look like they're put just put in the dryer a second ago of course the reason they look like that is because it's not blood as sean points out it's corn syrup with red dye because blood dries correct um so yeah you know sean declares them the his least favorite tag team of all time to which clive (sighs) hits him with 
I don't know what he said. The Iron Sheik and somebody else. The Iron Sheik and Nikola Volkov on the table. I don't even get that reference, but I just love the way this goes. You just made that reference. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know Iron Sheik, right? Of course I do, yes. Rest in peace. Okay, so I assume it's a wrestler tag team combination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously. But uh, I just love the way that that breaks up. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah. And so, you know, obviously uh, Jason's, you know, regretful that... um, Juliet's there because, you know, he, he wasted a lot of you know, her time. But yeah. he decides that yeah, there's some champagne that he's going to do an apology. And then what is that? Is that it. Jake when is that Jake when he's drunk at a party? Is that Harvey Danger playing flagpole sitter on the on the, okay. on the line? I was going to say, I was going to say, please. I fucking love this song. I, I don't know. I assume it probably is. I know you probably hate it, but I fucking love this song. No, I don't hate it at oh, all. Okay. It just reminds me, it reminds me of like the late 90s, like, uh, horror movies i think it was disturbing behavior that had this i've never seen that film but uh i might at some point i mean i definitely will at some point my goal is to watch every movie ever made i just need to live forever have you seen the faculty i have seen faculty the one in that is the kids aren't all right by the offspring that's the main song yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no i just i like that movie a lot the faculty is very good um was gonna say that uh yeah uh flagpole said uh it was on the main reason i know is i remember when i was not going to say my age because I don't want you to resent me. When I was X years old, my mom got the original That's What I Call Music, and that was one of the few, like, because I grew up liking rock, rock music, and that was one of the few non-pop songs on it. Um, although it is obviously still kind of poppy, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, like that and what else? Uh, the Way by Fastball, which is also in the Jake is Very Drunk rotation. That song That's is a banger. banger. This is the best song ever made about elderly people uh, going into a fugue state and going missing. Um is that what that's it's about like it's about an elderly couple i believe that like just randomly went missing where they went driving and they found like their high their car abandoned against the highway never found them um and it's like an imagined version of what happened to them gotcha do you remember that song but do you remember the artist scatman you mean scatman john (laughs) (laughs) i'm the scam so you remember that of course okay well, my friend the other day, literally, like, I'm not even kidding you, like, four days ago was like, hey, did you know that song was about how he had a stutter? I'm like, yeah, dick. It's, like, literally in the fucking lyrics. It's in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, I just always knew the bop, bop, beat up, bop. And I'm like, okay, you know, fair enough. You're not, you're not a real scat man head, though. <laughs> um, I don't expect many people to read too far into I, it. I, that music video is perfect because it's, like, it is, I think, the most quintessentially, like, 80s, 90s music video, where it's just different types and races of people dancing and singing along to the words of the song <laughs> that's it it's like a, it's like a gap commercial yeah that's exactly what it is um mm-hmm. yeah so anyway uh get a little harvey danger um and there's a thunderstorm and jules is kind of you know not enthused understandably once again she probably drove how long up to this fucking camp and now yeah. she wasted her time um and uh sean tries to get her to have some fun there's some uh chocodiles in the fridge i don't know what those are I'm assuming some type of chocolate crocodile pastry. I guess um, so, yeah. And uh, Sean, as he's going to get the chocodiles, he uh, sees a real dead body floating in the lake. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it's crazy old Irwin. Mm-hmm. So, and then we overhear like on the radio that some like tanker or some sort of truck flipped over. So the road to there is inaccessible. Mm-hmm. So they can't get the ambulance to get there. Um, and the phones are down. The you know, it, they're stuck there for the night until mm-hmm. the storm blows over, essentially. So that's where we're at now. Yes. And so we cut back to Gerard's. And um, last, he's making a speech about how, you know, his whole problem is that he was too cautious. He didn't seize the moment. He didn't let his emotion carry him. So he wants a second chance at a first impression. And he bought her a very nice necklace. And, um, you know, it's uh, uh, Victoria, his ex-wife, is... It kind of in a bind. She doesn't know what to say. Yeah, she's uh, she's gauging. She's you know she's choosing her words because she thinks that she's made a mistake in not being super upfront about the reason why she wanted to get uh, mm-hmm. dinner with Lassiter. And it's she pulls out a a folder, um, and inside the folder are the divorce papers. Yes, sad stuff for old Carlton Lassiter. Mm-hmm. And so we go back to Cam Tikihama and the Down bodies on the simp. what? Down bad simp. He is genuinely all three of those things. Um, yeah. Actually, just two because down bad is a one phrase. One, but, yeah. No. Um, and so the, the bodies in the porch, um, and they're kind of they don't really know if he was foul play. They think he might bathe in the lake, so maybe he drowned. But just to get their mind off everything, um, 
you know, they're going to play a game of strip cribbage, which I'm not quite sure how you would do. I really don't know how cribbage works, but... Yeah, I don't know what cribbage is. Either. It's a game for... It's like a mostly card game I associate with old people. Um, but... Sounds like su- bridge. It does sound like bridge. I don't know if it's related to bridge, but I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I just don't know how you could play strip it, but... Um, have you ever played strip poker? Never. No, 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 no. Right. Um, so I would have figured. <laughs> I would have guessed. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and so it, it's uh, funny because they 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 like you know they all gonna play minus Clive who says he doesn't want to play because he has weird nipples. Um, which mm-hmm. you know, thanks for telling. But us. that's honestly understandable. It's people don't talk about enough that you ever see someone with weird nipples and like you're kind of like you don't want to say anything because they know they have weird nipples, but you're like, oh, those are well, bigger I mean, than the, I thought they'd be. For, I mean, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one there. Um, but he seems so confident in the way he says it. It doesn't really seem like it would bother him, anyways. But no, I, exactly. Of course. Well, now, of course, we learned that this man is a sociopath, which is how he's doing this. But uh, no, I am just, right. and I'm not even trying to be inappropriate. I'm, I'm thinking of like male friends at like a pool party or something. We're like, oh, those are gigantic. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not thinking of one specific person. Why would you say that? Uh, and so Annie doesn't want to play. She what wants hot shot. I'm not gonna say it. Oh no! Like you're thinking about an actual person you know. Okay. I yeah. Meant, like it was like a celebrity or something. Else. No, 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 no. no. Um, well, Mark Wahlberg obviously has a third nipple, but the thing about third nipples people don't talk about is I remember when I, I first heard nipple. that he has a third nipple. Like most people, when they have a third nipple, they don't. Do, it. do you have a third nipple? Actually, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know this. I think when people hear that, they think that you have a full third areola, but no, it's just the tip. It's not the correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you had a third nipple. Good for you. Doesn't yeah. who else? There's another celebrity I heard had a third nipple. Um, but yeah, it's almost incl- not. It just almost like looks like a pimple. The girl from Total Recall. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> Was gonna say. I remember there's actually in a James Bond movie, like uh, uh, there's actually in one one of the Roger Moore ones. Oh, in the Man with the Golden Gun, actually. Uh, one of the things about the Man with the Golden Gun, no one knows what he looks like, but they know he has a third nipple. And so James Bond pretends to be him, and he wears like a full third areola with a nipple. And I'm like, that's just not how that looks. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I just love that too. It's like we don't know what he looks like, except that we know a specific thing you would only know if you saw him with his shirt off. God, that movie is so bad. You would think it'd be great because it's Christopher Lee playing the bad guy and he has a golden gun, but it is so fucking boring. God. Yeah, you know what? I have no interest in watching like old. Bond Most of them movies. are not that good. I can tell you, there's a couple like, for example, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I think is a straight up great movie. Um, I think From Rush for Love is worth watching. Most of the more ones on honestly aren't. I liked both the Dalton ones, although those are kind of not beloved by Bond fans because they're a lot darker than most James Bond movies are. And then I would say the first three Brosdens are pretty good. But Goldeneye, just like, Tomorrow Never Dies. And uh, The World Is Not Enough. The World Not Enough is the worst of the three, but because it has Denise Richards in it. Um, Die Another Day is the whack one, right? Yeah, that's the whack sure. one. That's yeah. the one where the main villain is a Korean guy who got surgery to look like a white guy, and he's played by a white guy. I mean, no, 2002. Not. What? He's an actual Korean guy. No, the guy who plays him after the surgery is a white guy. It's Maggie Smith's son. Oh, the guy who had, like, the metal in his face? No, the med- the guy with the metal in his face is a goon. He's not the main bad guy. Oh, shit, okay. No, the main bad guy is a white guy, uh, who, once again, is a... I just want to say that again. In 2002, we made a movie where uh, a, a Korean man gets surgery to look like a white man, and he is just played by a white guy for the rest of the movie. Um, wow, okay. Did not know yeah. that. Great stuff. Anyway, um, and that's when we're, like, 52-year-old Pierce Brosnan beds, 22-year-old Rosamund Pike. Just, I mean... Pff- and people I hate whenever people complained about the Craig movies for like making James Bond not like cool anymore it's like you don't understand the fucking shit he was doing (laughs) like he was a fucking monster (laughs) like yeah anyway um so uh Sean is getting some strong vibes that um Irwin there's some foul play so he goes to look at the body uh and um at the same time we realize that someone is watching Annie as she goes back to her cabin yeah um yeah, everything seems okay for the moment, mm-hmm. um, except for the ominous music. You know, she gets out of the shower. Um, and so she has a typical horror movie mm-hmm. shot where she wipes the mirror and then she mm-hmm. wipes another part of it. And then you mm-hmm. see the reflection of the killer who's actually dressed yeah. like how Jason was dressed mm-hmm. previously. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that this is actually like, although it's not actually that scary because it's not supposed to be because it's a show from on USA Network at, you know, on Friday night. I think this is actually very well directed in terms of the way that it like, it, it, I think it, it, I think it's a right mix of not going so stylish that it loses the show, but also very clearly evoking the horror tropes. Like it's not like, it's not shot flatly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's, 
Yeah, we'll get to it at the end. Yeah. Uh, and so um, we then cut back to... Uh, oh, sorry, she's like, Jason, you jerk! But of course it's not Jason. It's an actual murderer. She gets murdered. Um, and we right. cut back to the cabin, and apparently Billy uh, lost four hands in a row, and he's completely naked, except he still has his shoes and socks on. Which, that is just such a funny joke. <laughs> just I such mean, a funny- yeah, I what did I see the other day? It might have been a tweet or something or I don't know whatever, but like basically the only way to make sure that you don't come fast is by if you keep your socks on. Obviously, I, not in fact, not in not not a fact. I, I that's some real like that's some real TikTok science. Sounds like. <laughs> did you, you know, actually heard? I saw a thing. Someone said like someone tweeted, and I just read that if you sleep, if you need to have noise on the background when you sleep, that means you have trauma and abandonment issues because you need to make to think that people are near you. And it's like, where did you read that? Oh, I saw a TikTok, which is very funny to me because I'm someone who yeah. sleeps with noise on in the background, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's because my mom had an air purifier in my room since I was like three years old, and then I got used to it. But I guess I have uh, abandonment issues and trauma. Anyway, TikTok yeah. science is just great. It's great stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, Jules and Sean come back in, uh, and uh, – Billy stands up, and uh, I love the line, I will give you everything, Gus's wallet, to cover up. Um, but uh, the, the power goes out, which is, of course, inopportune. Yes. Um, but however, Billy, you know, puts on some clothes, mm-hmm. and he's going to take care of it. So, yeah, that's what he's going to do next. Unfortunately, we cut back to um, Lasseter at the mm-hmm. restaurant, and at first I thought he was just there by himself, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just in shock mm-hmm. but no he's not there uh, i guess victoria went to go take a piss or something mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah um so she goes up to him and she's like you know she fears that he is being unreasonable as mm-hmm. he has been in the past but you know what he cuts to the sh- he cuts the shit and he's like mm-hmm. you know what i signed the papers here you go and hands them back mm-hmm. over to her yes this is a very nice last moment i'm not gonna go line by line but basically, he's kind of, she's trying to, like, her make her speech of, like, why he should do it. And he's like, no, let's not. I don't want to, you know, I, he doesn't want to go through that because he knows it's only going to hurt him. And that he made this, he doesn't, the more she talks, it's just going to make it worse. So, um, you know, we learned that he had her followed and cloned his, her cell phone, which is not great. But um, <laughs> this, is not, not, this is not ideal. Uh, but yeah. uh, he's basically like, yeah, you know, that I still love you and you want to go. And if I don't stop loving you. We won't have a tomorrow, which is a very nice sentiment. And, um, you know. We say so, goodbye, yeah. give each other a nice little smooch, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. And that's for, a series uh, wrap on Justine Bateman. Um, and so, uh, was she in the it, previous episode? No. I was just joking, okay. saying that she was the one. Okay, uh, gotcha. And so Billy goes to the breaker, and it's all messed up. As when he tries to touch it, it shocks him. And then... Um, it's, look, it's someone in the Jason mask, not the Jason mask, but Jason uh, Cunningham mask is there. And I think this is a really creative way to kill someone. I'm not going to lie. If this was a natural horror movie, I'd be like, hell yeah. With a mop? Well, yeah, but he uses the mop. He pushes him with the mop into the breaker and shocks him. You can't kill yeah, everyone with knives and hands. That's a typical, that's a very Jason kill. He loves to throw people into, like, control panels and shit like and then, that. And then, then, honestly, I gotta watch those movies. I'm, I'm, once again, there's only so many creative ways you can kill someone with a knife or with a gun. Or, you know, you gotta use some mops and shit. He definitely does it in Jason Takes Manhattan. And I definitely remember that. He does I mean, kill and, a chick with a guitar, too, so, I mean. Sh- sh- ah, ah, ah. Yeah. That's the noise he makes. I mean, he doesn't make the noise. I mean, maybe he does, actually. What if you, what if you, like, what is it's like, wait, are you going, <laughs> Anyway, um, the lights come back on, and Sean looks at the champagne. He's reminded of a ring that Clive was wearing, and, whoa, it seems to match the laceration on the back of Irwin's neck, and his legs were all wet after he said he went to Irwin's living quarters, um, and he's like, wait, Clive hasn't said anything in a while. He didn't say anything when the power went out, and he's supposed to be playing a video game, and so Sean goes over to uh, Clive, and uh, who's sitting on the couch instead? Uh, that creepy doll that Jason mm-hmm. was carrying around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now Sean, he, obviously it seems that Clive is the one who's responsible for something. We don't know mm-hmm. yet what it is. I mean, we know what it is, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Clive's not where he should be. And he killed Irwin and possibly Billy and Annie. So, you know, Jules tells everybody to basically stick together, stay in, stay in the cabin um, mm-hmm. and she'll go investigate uh sean obviously wants to volunteer to go mm-hmm. with her because you know he loves her or whatever mm-hmm. but uh yeah yeah and so they go out 
uh, and Jason's kind of, you know, freaking out. Like, how do you, how do I hire a psychopath to work in a murder camp? There is some creeping, and then we see, uh, what's his face, uh, Clive in the mask jump down the stairs with a knife. Jason confronts him, gets stabbed, which is not great. Um, as it's happening, and Sissy run out. No, Gus and Sissy, but yeah. Sorry, and, uh, Gus and Sissy. Uh, Jules is discovering Annie's body, and Sean discovers uh, Billy's body, and mm -hmm. um, then Sean gets bumped into by Sissy, who is yelling that he was in the house, and uh, now there's a fight going on. Yeah, he's, they see uh, Gus and uh, Clive fighting in the background mm -hmm. um, by the abandoned pool. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a loose power cable just kind of going mm -hmm. around. Um, mm -hmm. Scared me for a little bit. So Sean runs over to the abandoned pool. Um, mm -hmm. And he sees a body floating in the water. Yeah, he sees a body floating in the water. He assumes it's Gus, but nope. Turns out it's Clive. <laughs> Clive hops. Clive hops up with a knife, mm -hmm. and um, you know, Gus is basically like, "Why? What are you doing down there? Like, I, I already beat him. I, 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 I beat him already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I was like, <laughs> like this is a video game. Like, that's yeah. not gonna just come back. Um, and yeah, so um, we learn that uh, Clive is the son of the man who died being electrocuted, and. Uh, he, you know, uh, he must have, you know, went insane when he learned that someone was looking to turn this into a murder camp because obviously that's a little insensitive to his father. Um, and, yeah, and uh, everyone and everyone was treating that whole thing like a joke. Anyways, yeah. I mean, you can imagine if so, if there was like an urban legend of a guy dying, like I, I mean, I don't think it'd be worth killing people, but I can understand why that would make rub one the wrong way if it was your father. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, like, you know, well, I'm trying to think like if you're, for example, if your father was the guy, I don't know if you saw the video of the plane that like crashed at that gender reveal party. Like, oh, I thought like, you were going to talk about the, the guy who like diarrhea all over the plane. No, no, no. Cause he's still alive. But like if your dad was the one, cause <laughs> well, there was a plane that crashed at a gender reveal party a couple correct. of days ago and the guy died. And I can correct. imagine if you are the son or daughter of that man, you'd be a little bit upset that you're making fun of him. Um, uh, and for, if you are. Don't check my tweets. I didn't make fun of them. That's ridiculous. My likes will not like multiple people asking vaccine. I didn't. I don't like those. <laughs> um, that's always <laughs> funny. That really? No. No. Well, did I like those? Of course I did. Literally, anytime <laughs> someone dies, if there's ever a report of someone dying in like an accident or something stupid, if you quote tweet that with the words vaccine question mark, I will like it. Every <laughs> it's always funny to me. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so Sean get, Gus shows, throws Gus a skimmer. Um, and Gus, Sean is of course upset, but there's not a lot of options. And, um, you know, uh, Sean tries to j talk to Clive. You know, I was a victim here too. I don't even like Jason. Um, yeah. so he's trying to open up to him. Yeah. And in the meantime, Gus throws a pool noodle over at, uh, Clive too much to no avail. Yeah. I love um, he says out loud, I'm trying to be a distraction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially Jules ends up, uh, catching up with them and she doesn't have a shot, even though they tell him to, like, you know, shoot the guy, shoot the guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Gus says, shoot that mother. Mm -hmm. And she shoots and hits him right in the hand, knocks the knife out, yeah. and assumingly probably fucks up his whole, like, all of yes. his fingers. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's all over. That's a place you don't want to get shot. Hand surgery is very difficult. There's a lot of nerves. Um, I'll keep know. that in mind. I mean, it's just true. Like, uh, like you don't want to get burned on your hands. You, you can lose a lot of... I'm just saying, it's one of the hardest places to repair. There's a lot of small nerves in one place. What about your um, head? your head i mean it depends on like what how hard you hit uh, it but i would say yeah, that like i know because because i for some reason my tiktok album will sometimes give me like actual doctors like talking about like surgeries and stuff because are you I'm actually in that on TikTok? not that i'm not, not as a muse not as a creator but yeah I, i've started using it in my unemployment um and yeah, yeah one thing is like hey, the, one of the big things is like you one thing i they always say is like don't mess around with hand burns like if you get even like we think is a minor burn on your hand like that as long as like skin's peeling, go to the hospital because you don't know if you're ruining their fibers because they're so close to the surface in your hand. Um, it's a little, okay. which is a good thing. I think is a good thing to know. You don't want to be someone whose hand doesn't work because you drop some hot pasta water on it or whatever, and you thought you were okay. Um, yeah, you need your hands for things. You do. I need my hands for basically everything. I I truly don't use anything except for the square foot of real estate in my head and then my hands. That's the only things I use my day every day. So um, to crank exactly um, uh, high voltage. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, he gets shot. And then we cut to uh, the end where Jason's being taken on the ambulance. He lived. Um, and uh, Sissy wants to go with him. That's so funny because I think there's a Friday the 13th movie called Jason Lives. Is that, was that a... Me. There is. 
Nice. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah Friday 13th, yeah. part six. Okay, there you go. Um, so, yeah, Jason gets taken off in the stretcher. And Sissy wants to join. Gus you know, tells her, like, hey, just stick around with me. And, of course, she's going to go with him because that's her fiancé. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, like, sure. Mm-hmm. I will say, yeah. having known that twist was coming, there is a scene where he's like, there's a couple scenes where you actually can tell if, you, if, you, if you're looking for it. It's actually not. It is seared through the episode. Where like when he okay. pours her champagne, it's like, here you go, my dear. Like things like that. Like there's little things like that that of course you don't okay. notice. And, now once again, I'm not saying that it's super obvious, but I do like that in hindsight, you, it is not a complete non-starter, you know? Um, gotcha. Anyway, yeah. uh, so Sean and Juliet are looking out at the lake and Sean wants to say to her that... Um, that level of marksmanship is easily one of the sexiest things I've ever. Sh- and they just look out at the lake, and there's a yep. really a shot that I have to assume is referencing a Friday the Thirteenth movie, um, and uh, where that's just them all in profile, and um, yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, real quick. Gus is there too, and he apologizes for dissing Sean way mm-hmm. back when, and Sean accepts the apology, and that's the end of the episode. And what do you get this episode at ten? I gave it a 9 out of 10. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. This is easily top five episodes. Like, I think this episode fucking rules. And I'm glad you seem to agree. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. I, I think that just like, it, I, I will say there's a lot more episodes like this that have a very clear tone directionally. Um, they're mostly honestly directed by James O'Day. Um, and um, it just, it's, it, I think that they really found something here that, um, and this episode I think did really well, like was really, was really well liked at the time. Um and so they clearly know, oh, we can go really deep into genre, and uh, it will be good. And so it's very exciting. Um, but please uh, follow Andre on Twitter. Andre, where are you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andre Where. And you can follow me at the J. Christie. Please review, subscribe, share. This is the biggest like fan of your life. And more important than that, I don't even need to look up what the next episode is. Because we're doing the season finale. A very important episode. P- perhaps the most important episode in the history of Psych in terms of what it leads to later on. Really? An evening with Mr. Yang. 